I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty you, real. He is terrible! We gotta know how many waiters are going down these big stones. I'm gonna go quick, because I don't give a fuck about anything that's gonna happen on Saturday. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am once again your host, Lance Fischel. No hello, you, boys. No nothing. You might have got it by default, Lance. We're not you sure. You know, but I mean, you know, things work out. It's God's plan. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's, it's God's plan. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Everything's starting to come together. Um, I don't think I've, I've hosted in, God, five years. It feels better already, I, doesn't I, it? I think there was one random one. When you were on like last year that you hosted, yeah, you, I think so. you just couldn't take Jay's shit and just took it away from him. So, well, there was one, there was one show I came back last year and, uh, unless kept, Jay wasn't on or something. Well, there was one show where, uh, Jay just kept rambling and rambling. So every time he talked, I started making noises into the microphone. I don't know if you remember this. And I was like, Did and, he, like, get, he got noises. rattled, didn't he? And then he actually got really mad because I was like, Ooh, and he was talking and. And then he hung up, and he did not join again <laughs> for the rest that, that, of the show. I feel like that was a while ago. Fuck. So maybe maybe that's it. So I got you know I got Jay the high school, I got the high school wrestling shirt on. You know, Usually he handles that shit very well though. He can yeah. put up with it. It just says Pope Wrestling. Sick. What's sick. the sick for? What's sick stand for? I don't think it actually stands for anything. That I think he put right. I think he put those in there so like it didn't say sick so we get away with the school. But it means just you're fucking sick. Gotcha. You're, you're, you're fucked up in the head. <laughs> Perfect shirt for a wrestler. Yeah. There's there's periods after it's each, really so, which usually that. means it it stands for something. I mean, maybe, but I don't think it's it's not on it the shirt. It would be shirt. like, it'd be like, like shirt. strength, integrity, oh, character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but my wrestling coach doesn't play that game. He wasn't a tool bag? No, he's this fucking lunatic Midwest guy. I love him. He's like my favorite human. Um, I, I think the school told him it couldn't just say sick, and I think he just put that in there so he could get the shirt printed. Just slept it in? Yeah, yeah it means something. I mean, it's you, you wouldn't know unless sick. you're on the team, and then just nobody's allowed to say what it's what it stands for. Well, no one would know yeah. because I don't think it ever stood for anything. There we Great go. secrets. <laughs> it just means sick. So... Yeah, we don't have any uh, fights to to recap since you guys did that show last week. I don't remember why I didn't join. I think I you, just didn't want to. You you were tired. You did, you didn't yeah. want to be caught up in. Uh, or you in had the a migraine. Mm, I had a bad headache. You got a migraine go from seeing all the women's fights that were being announced. I know that was, <laughs> dude. It's been Those like, a rough place. Fifty percent of the fights they announced for like three days, maybe more, maybe seventy five percent were women's fights, and it wasn't like not that there is a good women's fight. But it wasn't like even known people. It was just these random humans. And then they announced the main event of Jessica I and Cynthia Calvillo. And I don't think I've ever seen a tweet get more reaction from a fan base than that tweet. Like <laughs> ratioed. It was, it was the ESPN guy, Brett Akimoto. And there was like a thousand replies and everyone was either like, what the fuck are you doing? Or it was a meme of like someone drinking bleach. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. And so, then and then you had Damon Martin be like, Guys, Oh yeah. This is you don't this get is it. as big yeah. as it gets. Yeah, well <laughs> he, was like, he, was, he 
He was like, you guys complain when these big big fights get announced that aren't main events, and now we get an important fight, and it is, and you guys are complaining. Excuse me? Uh, and like, and I think the same, like, there's so, there's so much wrong with this, right? They have the fucking Aljo-Sandhagen fight buried on a pay-per-view where it's not even the co-main. They put a Sunsau Cody Garbrandt as the co-main. Is that and, true? Yeah, and then Aljo and uh, Sandhagen are the third fight. Why would they not make Aljo Sandhagen five rounds as the main event of that June card? Yeah, because they're, the they're not winner... big draws. Like it's not like no. they're going to have a. And it's a number one contender fight. Like not it's all number one contender fights should be a five round fight because then you know yeah. if that guy's ready for a five rounder. Like Garbrandt, who hasn't won in God knows how long, versus one of the most boring fighters in the lower weight classes ever. That's the co-main. So the whole thing is, and maybe they'll change it. I don't know, but regardless, like. I don't want five rounds of Jessica. Like I can mostly give a shit who's main event, uh, but this one just like takes the cake. Like people are going to look at the guide, and it's going to show who the main event is, and they're not going to turn it on, regardless of what else is on the card. I'm going to look on the bright side of this. It means that I don't have to stay up until like mm-hmm. one in the morning watching a shitty UFC card because I can just watch whatever the co-main event is and then oh. go to bed. That's Perfect. a good point. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see the ratings of I wonder if there's ever been a time in UFC history where you saw like a steep decline in TV ratings <laughs> right after the co-main event because no one's fucking like usually I get pretty tired by the main event a lot of times like we I'm like okay that's... well I, I even like big fights like I'm starting like okay I'm kind of tired but this fight's going to get to it <laughs> but like if I'm really tired and then I'm like it's a Jessica I fight eh, I'm going to bed <laughs> yeah yeah I remember, I'm pretty sure that this card was, it was one of Bellator's cards that they did in Casino Rama, and it was Ben Askren and Douglas Lima. And it was like a, a decently big fight at the time, mm-hmm. and the crowd was full at, at the start of the fight, and then by like the third or fourth round, there was like 25% of the crowd there. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the live equivalent of what's going to happen to the TV ratings for this card. Yeah. Yep. So fucking ridiculous. And then that tweet today, um, I forget her name. Who's that that one broad? Macy Chasson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She she was tweeting that she was mad that, that chicken Bellator posted like a Instagram a video ass. of like I'm dancing shaking. and like trying to, you know, get attention to herself as I would be if I was an independent contractor <laughs> trying to make more money. Um, and she was like, this is ruining the Spartan, blah, blah, blah. And, it, and her hashtag, which I would classify as the worst hashtag ever, it said, bring WMMA back. <laughs> <laughs> From like, where? <laughs> back, maybe back to Invicta. Yes. Oh, she meant to say oh, so that's send the it back. Send yeah. it. WMMA she meant back. send it. Yes. Then it becomes the number one hashtag ever. Yes. 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 What your reaction would be if the UFC just announced tomorrow that they are done with with women's fighting? The reaction would be ninety five percent positive. Yeah, I, I think there would be one or two people who'd be like, "Man, I really want to watch Amanda Noon's fight." Watch she fighting. Two championship fights in UFC. Everything else is invicted. We said that years ago. That's a good idea. That's a good like idea. If, there's a good number one contenders fight. Maybe, maybe that can go on like a prelim card. Maybe, but there's no, 
there's only like two good chicks in each weight class. So what's a exactly. good number one contender fight? Yeah. Cynthia hmm. Cavallo, Jessica is a number one contender fight. <laughs> that was, honestly, when I read that that fight had the number one contender, I I didn't realize that that was supposed <laughs> to be Jessica. I. <laughs> well, she got fucking washed. Yeah, how is she still number one? <laughs> I don't know. Is and she, like, how crazy is she? she got a title <laughs> fight, dude. I mean, right? the, the whole thing. It's like I, I look at people are talking about like pound for pound lists and greatest and all this, and they're like talking about Shevchenko. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't care. I don't care. She beats Jessica I. Like, congratulations. You beat a bunch of people that, like, you're going into a fight. You're facing a bunch of losers. I, I don't care. Like, condense the divisions again. If they went away with half the divisions, maybe a little more exciting. If they combine, you know, the like, if they had one, like, make a 130-pound division. <laughs> Wipe well, everything else out. <laughs> anyone wants to see are the champions moving divisions and fighting mm-hmm. other champions anyway. <laughs> like, there's been, stop. 145 has been around now for what? Like two it's or three really, years? Not really, though. <laughs> well, They've got well, a 145 division now? <laughs> yeah, apparently. There's like four <laughs> fighters, though. It doesn't really count. But I'm saying, like, it's, that's the thing. It's been around for several years, and there's four fighters. <laughs> Yep. And like we're talking about cutting flyweight for the beds. It's yeah. it's something. You like that I host and with the first uh, several minutes is just us bashing. I mean, come on. It needed to be done. Come on. Like, yes. It needed to be done. Also, like is it really bashing? No. They're just behind. They're just like I don't know. Lance, you talked about it on Twitter. Like would you like to have a mini game of a WNBA? At halftime of an NBA game. It's, no, like, why? What the fuck? You either watch one or they watch the other. Yeah. Like, they're different. It's yeah. a different sport. And, and yep. someone, someone tweeted at me, because I said, do you want, do you have to watch a WNBA game before you watch an NBA game? And someone knows, <laughs> no, it's even worse. It's like you watch a quarter of NBA, then you gotta watch a quarter of WNBA, yeah. then you gotta watch a quarter of NBA. Uh, and then sometimes it's like three quarters fucking WNBA yeah. when it's a five round main event and three other women's fights on it. Like, I just, I don't, I just, I don't understand. Like, no sport has ever combined it. And the funny thing is, if if there was Invicta still and it had all the women's fighters, and it was on a Tuesday night, I'd probably watch a little bit <laughs> because, like, maybe turn it off for the main card. The, the, I watched a couple of the first Invicta cards. Well, they like, have all when the they actually yeah. had good, good, like the best women's fighters. Yeah, I, I watched them, yep. and now. I don't watch the UFC fights. <laughs> yeah, when they're on, you literally don't pay attention. Like I stopped watching, and like, and if the, if the UFC wanted to keep women's fine, like, why don't we have separate cards? Like, have have yeah. you know a, a full WMA card on Tuesdays on a Tuesday for free on uh, Oxygen Network. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hallmark TV. There's a lot of different options that we can look at, and it's not against women or anything like that. It's just not entertaining. If it was entertaining and they were either fun fights and you find some every once in a while, but I yep. just, I, I can't care. I can't get myself to care. So, As an example, the best line that you can get on one of the women's fights that's on the card we're about to talk about for an over two and a half is minus 529. <laughs> that's the best line. Is that the, that's the, that's the Mukagian fight? Yeah. That's my girl. 
Dude, it's so, it's so sad. I made so much money betting women's overs, and then now they finally clued in. Yep. 500, minus 500. It's just, it's just not good. <laughs> they used to be like good. minus 200, minus 250, like all the time. Now they're like double that. And like, and they went so overboard. I feel like they just, they added all the weight classes to shove it in their face. Like, someone, someone the other day was like, you need to get rid of 125 and add 105. And I was like, oh my God, that's the worst Smaller. idea ever. 105, yeah, that's great. That sounds like a, a really fun time with a lot of exciting fights and finishes. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it doesn't do it for me. Um, what other news did we say we wanted to talk about? Aldo getting a shot, even oh. after he had to pull yeah, out baby. because he couldn't couldn't get into the U.S. Doesn't oh. lose his shot. He'll get it again. That's fight wild. island, baby. Like, what is like the fight to make was Aljo. Aljo versus Jan. Like that was the fight. That was the fight to make. That's the fight everyone wanted. And this is like typical UFC. And the funny thing with UFC, when you look at, we just talked everything we talked about with women's fights and then this fight, the UFC is more active in social media than any other sport. Like super active. Like all the fighters, you know, Dana White, all the people, they're super fucking active. Yet they go against what the fans want every time. You have yep. access to put on the fights that literally everyone wants. You control what your viewers see. Unlike any other sport you can do. And they fuck it up every time. <laughs> it's it's impressive, really. Yeah. Do you think this matchup has anything to do with both being international fighters? So they're going to have it on Fight Island instead of having a, an international fighter with an American? Or you think that's... No, I think it's Aldo. Because I think the other part you look at, Moraes just beat Aldo. I know it was close. It wasn't a robbery. It was a close fight. But Moraes beat Aldo and Aldo gets the shot. Like, I don't... <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's that's and fun. it wasn't but one like, of those ones that like Dana immediately after was like, "No, we're gonna treat this guy like he won." Like it was a close enough fight; it could go out. I I, I love Aldo as fight. much as anybody. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't say that about Barbosa. It was a clear robbery. He doesn't say that, but Aldo <laughs> coin flip fight, like pick a side. Like it was like a clear round a piece, and then a really close round. So I I don't know, man. Like I'm cool with. I'm cool with Aljo Sandhagen, which was five rounds. I, I think that's yeah. fun. Um, but I, I just, I can't, I can't really understand putting Aldo in this spot. And then I think the other side of it was, what is, what's up with Marais? What does he do? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think everybody else at that, like top five of, of that weight division are all matched up, aren't they? Yeah. Well, there's, there's four very clear top guys at 135 right now. Yeah. Just put them in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not doing that. <laughs> Do, at, but if you start it right now, you can like promote the shit out of it and actually almost treat it like a real sport for once and get <laughs> attention when there's no other sports going on yeah. and build up to something people will actually care about yeah. and get some traction with a lighter weight champion. And That's they should so anti UFC though. Well, and they, and they should do more than they should do more than four, right? Because the problem with like a four person tournament is we basically have a four person tournament, right? You got we you should got, have you got well, you kind of do anyway, right? You got you're just leaving out Marais. It's the wrong person, then. the wrong person. But yeah, you got you got Aldo versus Jan, and then the winner of Aldo versus Sandhagen's uh, probably going to fight Frankie Edgar for the for the shot. <laughs> uh, they should and, be five rounds though, like yeah, Aldo. Oh. For sure. Like, if I was to do this in UFC, like, this was a, this would be a great opportunity. And, and they, they already had that fuck up with the Benavidez and, uh, 
what's the guy that doesn't weigh in correctly? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Figueredo. Figueredo, yeah. Like, they already had that fuck up. The UFC should have put in two eight-man tournaments for each, like, an, eight, an eight-man tournament for 125 and an eight-man for 135. You can easily find eight, in, even one versus eight. That'd be a fun fight, you know? Like, but, like, yeah. like I, I don't know, like, they had an opportunity to get some real Just excitement. do something different. Just do something yeah. different that's exciting and, and it's, like, a perfect time to do it. And then, of course, just no. Yeah, <laughs> I just... I, I just don't get it. I mean, if you look at eight versus number one, right? It, the funny thing about this whole thing, Marais is the guy that's left out. He's ranked number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, when you look at uh, it, I mean, you'd, you'd have Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Marais, Aldermaine Sterling versus Pedro Munez, Jan versus Aldo, funny, three versus six fighting for the belt, and then San Hagen versus Sunsau. That's fucking awesome. I like, would watch would be, the shit out of all those fights. That would be fucking trim- and not don't do it one night, right? Like you could space it out a couple, like have them fight once a month or something like that. And then you and you can do the same thing with um, flyweight. I mean, Alex Perez, I think he's ranked eight or he's nine, but you can, I don't know who this Bond Torrent guy is. But like <laughs> even at flyweight, like you can do this. Like you can get like Moreno's in there, Formigas in there, uh, Pandoja, Ascar. Like there's a lot of good guys. Like they have two open weight classes. You're not going to get this opportunity again. No, no. Generic. Wes, all right. NASCAR is a different sport. That's different. <laughs> NASCAR NASCAROF? Is that what you're talking about? A NASCAROF? What is this? <laughs> oh, God damn it, Wes. Yeah, and the funny we're, thing is, uh, BMR says that, that Marais and Jan were originally scheduled to headline fucking UFC Kazakhstan or wherever the fuck it was. Yeah. And then now they're just like... <laughs> It's fucking dumb. What can you do? Yep. And someone said, yeah, I saw this the other day on, on uh, BMR said on UFC 250, uh, Formiga versus Alex Perez is the second fight of the night. That's it's, like a, it's 10 best. times better than the main event. Like, see, now that's a fight that you're allowed to get pissed about being buried on the prelims. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. And we've been doing it for years with flyweights. Yeah. Yep. For years. And then and saying, why are draw. these guys on the prelims? Yeah. I mean, A, like, Formiga's a top five guy, and yes. Alex Perez is fucking funny as hell. Yeah. Like, he's, I think, I think he puts a beating on Formiga. Like, he's, he's fucking good. And that's a fight. Like, why are you burying that fight? And you look at UFC 250, and I'm looking at some of the guys in the main card, because I noticed that as soon as it, uh, as, as the card was announced today after crying that they were actually doing this main event. And I'm looking, you got the co-main event for a pay-per-view. Or, or maybe it moved, but like Ian Heinish was on the main card. <laughs> like Charles, That's on the prelims now. Oh, they moved it to the prelims? Yeah. Good. And like, but you got, like, I forget what the exact order was. There was one other fight that was on the, the prelim prelims with Alex Perez. But there's so many okay fights on this card that aren't in that prelim prelim spot. And then you got out, you got out Perez versus Formiga, two top eight guys, basically kicking off the card. It's yep. weird, man. It's really weird. You gotta get that, uh, Neil Magny, Tony Martin fight in on the main card. <laughs> Tony Rocco Martin. No. Right? It's Rocco Tony Martin. now. He took Tony it's Martin. Rocco. Oh, he's the no. funny man, huh? Tell me a joke, funny man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do we have any yeah. other any other news or anything to talk about? You guys, Cormier the shell. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
that's been like that for a while. Joe Rogan oh. making like a hundred million dollars. Hall monitor for life. Do you guys Daniel think Cejudo ever comes back? Yeah, probably. Yeah, me too. Um, probably. I guess the one thing that's been annoying is like I, I hate champions who don't fight more than more than almost anything in the UFC outside of, of women locked in a cage. Um <laughs> I thought you were just gonna end it there, just women. Uh, just women, <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> the, the the Usman thing, I, I don't know why, but it it's make it I've come to loathe Kamara Usman over Marty. the last year. Marty Usman, yeah. Um <laughs> why won't this guy fight? Who's he supposed to fight? Well, apparently he was supposed to fight Masvidal, and he's asking for like a ridiculous amount of money. But no one knows who Usman is. No one even knows what his first name is. If nobody, he comes honestly, out, and nobody knows who Masvidal is either. Like people pretend that Masvidal's some no. big draw now. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, yeah. If Diaz had won that big Diaz draw. sold that pay per view, baby. Yeah. Yep. And, and I will say, Masvidal is definitely a bigger draw now than Usman. And he's bigger than he was before from that yeah, fight because it did but, so many pay-per-views and it was in the news. Yeah. And but and let's be real, though. I don't care if Usman's the title. There's an A side and a B side to everything. Usman, champ or not, he's not the A side in a fight versus Masvidal. He's yeah. just not. And I don't care if he's champ. He's born. I, I don't know if he's just playing hardball trying to get that Connor fight or what the deal is, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I he's, he's turning saying. down fights against number one contenders and then calling out a former 145 pound champions. But I, like McGregor I, is the biggest fucking. Of course, I, th- I think he's going to end up fighting Masvidal. I think this is just a fucking uh, them trying to get Make more money. Tactic. I don't think yeah. so. Usman <laughs> asks for a shit ton, then Masvidal gets pissed because he's not taking the fights, and then Masvidal says he wants to fight Nate again, and then. Usman fucking wants to fight McGregor. Like, they're just all dicking around, and they're going to end up fighting each other. Because there's nobody else. Who the fuck else is Usman going to fight? I can nobody tell knows you who. who the fuck Leon Edwards is. <laughs> I can tell you who. You want a piece People's of that? champ. Colby's back. He's been oh, training hard. Get New the fuck camp. out of here. He's ready to roll. They that dude should be fighting it. this weekend is who he should be fighting. Yeah, like, I don't know really... why they ruined that fucking matchup. Why did UFC not want to put that together? I have no idea. Because Colby's been screaming that he wants to fight, and he wanted to fight Woodley, and then he said the UFC wouldn't put it together. Like I don't, I don't get it. And if they do Usman versus Edwards, and they put that as a main event, like <laughs> I'm just not gonna watch. <laughs> like I don't like awful, awful. Don't a, worry, that's... you'll you'll be in the majority. <laughs> that, <laughs> like that's a, the UFC on Fuel TV quality main event. <laughs> And that's the thing. Like, if you want, if you want to ask for big money, you got to draw versus anyone. You know, you look at the big money guys who are asking for those big points. They can draw versus anyone. You look at the Anderson Silvas and and John there's Jones. Not guys many like of that. them. I mean, there's not. So who's going to know bending that. over backwards to make a fucking John Jones, Francis and Ganu fight? You really think they're going to fold so over some stupid. dough to fight fucking Masvidal? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Those guys are such cheap bastards. They're not going to do give away any money. There, it, yeah. It's not. I wouldn't even call it cheap though. Like the John Jones and uh, Gano thing. Like it's not cheap to me as much as it's stupid. They will make more if they just say, "Yeah, John, oh, we'll pay yeah. whatever the fuck you want." They'll make they'll more cover money. Whatever return. they pay. It's yeah. them not understanding ROI <laughs> in a business case. <laughs> they <laughs> like, just cut off their nose, like despite their face. Despite their face, like that. They they just won't budge on anybody, no matter who you are. If if you well, budge for anybody. 
then probably other got, people will do it. So they probably got just, so much debt right now that they can't take any, any out anymore to up the fighter contracts. Yeah. They got a cash flow problem bad. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. And like, I understand, like, it, it, I'm surprised Connor actually hasn't had a fight announced because he's been saying over and over again he wants to fight, he wants to fight. And Dana made a comment a couple weeks ago that was like, I don't know if we want Connor to fight without a live gate. And I'm like, it's not his last fight ever. Like, would you, you do a pay per view with, like, fuck that, um, that card that the Gaethje Turner Ferguson card, and despite, you know, MMA fans not understanding the real world, those are not <laughs> big name fighters. Um, people don't know who they are. That fight did what? 750,000 buys. That's equal to $50 million. I know, but nobody, yeah, they nobody put believes Connor. it's 700,000. What's like the, they have to, it came from, it came from, it Disney. didn't come like, from a shareholder meeting. It came from a guy who asked a guy who works, ESPN. At, who works <laughs> for Disney. It's bullshit, man. They, that's not a, it's not in a legal statement. It's a fucking report and they could make up whatever the fuck they want. Public company. I work for one. Isn't Can't do it. The biggest McGregor gate, like $11 million or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's nothing. They're getting 50 mil. And like, so like put him on pay-per-view and he's going to dwarf $11 million more than the two. next guy is going to make. Yeah, like, if, you put, if you put Connor, if you put Connor, versus right now? Nate, put Connor versus Nate on pay-per-view in two weeks, it does 2 million buys. Yeah. Yep. Which is like what, you know, over a hundred million dollars. So like, and then Connor, you know, fights again, yep. then he can do a gate when that happens. Like, fuck, there might not be a gate for a sport. I, I don't believe that because Dana, like, on one of the times where he didn't sound like a complete moron, he's like, we're, we're not going to have people in the stadium for a long time. So I think he, he understands it. So I don't know if that's holding him back or if it's something else. Connor, I don't know. Well, he's only fought what once in the ESPN era. So I don't know if that's, yeah. he didn't, maybe didn't make enough money in the cowboy fight and he wants more. I don't know what's going on. I guess. I'm sure I don't know. know. Like, it just seems like such a waste not having yeah. Connor fight right now when all eyes are on it. And they're kind of running out of time, too. Like, I, th- I think he'll fight. Like, UFC needs but, money. But how quick just, does he fight, too? I'm looking up the, uh, the top MMA gates of all time. And it's all Connor. Connor McGregor is six of the top seven. <laughs> and the other one that's in there, I was looking at it and I was confused. Because it says that uh, Amanda Nunes and Misha Tate were the headliner, I was like, "Oh, oh what, that was that's, that's weird. UFC what card was that?" I was like, "Oh, Brock. yeah, UFC 200 with Brock." <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, that was Brock. So Connor <laughs> has six of them, and then Brock. What? What and was then, the? Like, what was the biggest one? Uh, Connor could be. No, yeah. do they have a number though? What was the game? Uh, uh, Seventeen million. It's a lot, but it, you could yeah. you could do. You're not there's have a big a gap for a year. That and number yeah. two. Is it is it not worth it just to fucking mm-hmm. are you just gonna wait? Exactly. You're gonna pass up a hundred million so that you can make like so you, 15 if you lose million? Out on fifteen, yeah. <laughs> Especially with people, you know, all the fucking homelessness or uh joblessness and stuff like that. Like Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, we need to move on. This is yeah, too much. We do. Hopefully Connor fights in June. Because this is beginning of July, <laughs> everything's coming back. So they should be they should be ready for that. Um I don't think I think that's enough news. I think we took up the normal amount of time we would use recapping for the most part. Uh yeah. so we can move on to this just glorious card that they're serving up. And it it's funny when we, we started seeing fights and after that first card I thought like, man, 
we're gonna spoil. see some we're gonna see some fucking cards over the next couple months. And the first event was fucking great. And now it's like, hold on. <laughs> is it is it not that these cards aren't up to par, or is is there a way to even make good cards anymore? <laughs> like, if we can't make good cards and people took two months off, like how are we how are we gonna make good fights anymore? They just uh, don't want it enough, Lance. They, they yeah, just don't want it enough. I, th- I think but that's Sean, it. everyone wants to fight. Well, we that's are true. missing out on most of international fighters as well. Like, if Dubronx headlined all these cards, I think they'd be a lot better. He's already moved into Fight Island. He's he's ready to go. He's going to fight Connor. Connor Dubronx in June. I would 100% take a vacation to, to Fight Island. If that's a thing, <laughs> if they've got a hotel, like, they've got to have a hotel or something there. To oh, they do. Yeah. That'd be, you like, just hang out, get hammered, watch fights, hang out with the guys. Yeah, that sounds perfect. It does, especially if you know Dubronx. They're all there. getting tested, so I mean, fuck, it's probably pretty yeah. safe. Did you see Dan, they were doing the the uh, mouth test? Yeah, I didn't uh, know that was today. a thing. It sounds way worse than the nose test. Did you just see Dana on it? No. So that Dana posted his mouth his mouth test, and they take this fucking long thing and they just jam it down your throat. He got finished. He was like. Oh! <laughs> Veins were popping out of his head. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, we move on to, uh, I guess, UFC on ESPN Plus. This is a plus card, right? No, it's big, it ESPN? big ESPN. This is big wow. ESPN. So UFC on ESPN, Woodley Burns. So Tyron Woodley is is back. He hasn't fought. That Colby fight was a while ago. Or not, uh, Usman fight. It's been like over a year. He's been out for 15 months. March so, 2nd, 2019. Weird, weird way to come back, but uh, great main event. Um, it really goes downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start at the uh, at the beginning of the card at the featherweight division. We have Chris Gutierrez versus Vince Morales. New Sean? Yeah, I don't have much on these guys. These are, I don't know, for some reason, I uh, these guys are very forgettable for me. Um, even though, um, Morales has fought, I think the better competition, you've, you fought Yadong and, and Benito Lopez, but I, I got nothing on these guys. They're, they've, they've beat up some scrubs, but, uh, I don't know if, if one's better than another. I'll take Morales just cause he's fought the better guys has, uh, he's a little more active than the other guy. So yeah, who knows decision, maybe not. One of, is either decision sub or KO. Yes, uh, Brad. <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually seen Chris Gutierrez fight a few times, and he's not bad. Uh, both these guys kind of seem similar in that whenever they face a good fighter, they seem to get beaten up. Um, so it's really going to come down to I, I think who's sort of the the tougher and more well conditioned guy, and that's kind of a crapshoot here because both these guys usually fight at bantamweight, and this fight's at featherweight. So once again, going back to the everybody wants to fight thing, you've got guys moving up to take fights in different weight classes. It's, it's really hard to trust this shit. So I'm staying completely away from this, but I think Gutierrez wins. Yeah, I'm more with Brad on this one. Um, I might bet it just because fuck it. What's the difference? Um, but <laughs> yeah. I do like I do like Gutierrez here. Um, I, I, Morales has faced a little bit more of competition, but Gutierrez has faced some some okay guy. Like he faced uh, Barcelos, who's really good. And he got some wins. Uh, he, he's won two in a row, so he's coming in a little bit better. And he trains at Factory X, which is they've been doing pretty well, and it's a pretty pretty solid camp. And Vince Morales is okay, and 
I don't know. Like I, I do remember a little bit of his fights. <laughs> it is weird, Sean. Like these guys have both fought three times. We know for a fact we have watched these guys fight three times, <laughs> but nothing sticks out. It's like random Latin America fella number six versus number nine. Um, so I, I don't even, I don't remember, I don't remember the dong fight with Morales. Like I, I got, I got nothing. Uh, the craziest I, thing here. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do that a lot tonight because we've got one ex, one less person. Um, <laughs> but the most I remember from any Gutierrez fight is when he fought uh, Valiev twice in World Series of Fighting. I remember that more than any of his UFC fights because they're all just so fucking generic now. <laughs> yeah, they they do run together, but I, I do like I, I do like Gutierrez a little bit, so I, I do lean him in here. Uh, he has more muscles. As well, I don't know if you noticed that uh, from pictures, Brad, but he definitely has, has more of the, the muscle. He's All right, watch so moving down, we go to the bantamweight division, which this fight's actually uh, it should be pretty fun, uh, especially if it gets to the ground. But we have Louis Smoka versus Casey Kenny. You, Sean? Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, neither of these guys could could stop a takedown to save their lives, so uh, I don't know. It's probably going to hit the mat because, yeah, they both have terrible takedown defense, and, and it should get fun there. Uh, Smoka has got caught a bunch of times. Um, we kind of thought he was he was back, kind of rolling, and then he just put himself in a, a triangle in, in three minutes against Matt Janelle. Um, Casey Kenny, <laughs> Casey Kenny is 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 pretty decent. Uh, I definitely got to favor him to win, but. I can't really lay. He's, he's almost three to one at this point. I, I think he can win, and, and Smoka sometimes finds a way to lose. But uh, Kenny's definitely not much of a finisher, so uh, Smoka might make this a bit closer than what it says. But I'll pick Kenny. Brad, yeah, Kenny's basically going to scramble all over you, and Smoka's a guy that goes for stuff doesn't get it as often as he should, given the amount he goes for it, and loses position. So I feel like this is going to be a lot of smoke going. Like, he's going to be the guy that you're screaming at on your TV to stop dropping for guillotines. Um, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff like that in this fight, where Smoke is going for things and making it a fun fight, but Kenny's the one getting top position and, and beating him up a bunch. But shout-outs to, to Lewis Smoka. Tout master, gamble master, competitor, friend of yep. the show for sure. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. Smoko's a, a really cool guy, and you know he he was in the UFC. He started out really really hot, went in a losing streak, got out of the UFC, and then fought his way back in, and has gotten some wins since he's come back. And he's a fun yeah. fighter. I think the thing with Smoka is like it's hard to look at a Smoka fight on paper and, and think it's going to be a bad fight because he, he's a lunatic. I mean, he I think he's tightened it up a little bit since he's came back in this second run. Uh, but he's still an absolute lunatic, and it's it's he's not a fun guy to bet on because, as Brad says, he gives up positions for finishes that have no chance of finishing. It's not really ideal. Uh, but with that said, Kenny's not exactly a, a finisher, and Smoka can put you in some bad spots. And I think I don't think Smoka's going to get the finish, but I think he's going to be. I think he's going to look like he gets the finish a couple times, doesn't get it, and I think Kenny ends up winning a decision. Uh, so I'll take Kenny, but I'm definitely not betting it. Uh, if, if I did bet it, I'd probably throw something on smoke inside, but probably, probably no bet here just because I, I see Kenny winning a, a decision with Smoka not doing the smartest things. Uh, next up, we go into the flyweight division and look, three straight 
getting lower weight fights. This is great. Uh, and this is actually a pretty fun fight as well. Uh, Tim Elliott versus Brandon Royval. Sean? I, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't seen Royval fight. Uh, haven't seen any of his LFA fights, but, uh, he, he's done pretty good in LFA, which I think we think is, you know, one of the best kind of, um, regional, uh, orgs there is. Um, Tim Elliott likes to get himself in trouble, uh, diving and getting taught in guillotines or, or just scrambling and getting his back taken. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't want my money on, uh, on Tim Elliott, especially in that kind of juice, uh, with a guy that does have quite a bit, quite a lot of submissions. So, uh, I haven't bet anything on this fight. The pick's going to be Royval, but, uh, I'll be looking at maybe a prop in this one. Bradley? Yeah, this is another one where <clears throat> Roy Val, I haven't seen much of his stuff recently, but I actually remember watching him on an old uh, Gaethje headline WSOF card. Uh, so I've seen him fight before, and he's got some pretty decent talent. Um, looks like a pretty good submission artist. And as Sean said, Elliot likes to, to dive into stuff, and you'll hear a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, he you know he puts himself in bad spots, but he always gets out. <laughs> Nah, no, he, he always got out like, like he seven or eight years ago. Uh, he doesn't always get out now. So I could definitely see uh, Roy Val catching something in this fight, but nothing that I'm super tempted to bet. Um, but fight night comes around, and I'll probably throw a little something on Roy Val. <laughs> yeah, I actually I, I like Roy Val in this one, and they asked me before the show when we were before we recorded the show, we always go through who's who's betting who to kind of figure out our consensus and and just kind of go through the fights. And Sean asked me, uh, "Do you even know who this guy is, or is this the fate and Tim Kelly and Tim Elliott?" And I was like, "Both a bit." Um, as you know, I'm not a tape study guy. Actually, when people say tape study, I, I fucking cringe. Like, Get are you skills. a are you an NFL offensive coordinator? Like, what do you fucking do? A tape study? Give me a fucking break. Um, but I had, I had seen people kept talking about Roy Val is really, really good in the ground, and he, he's slick on the ground. So I looked at a couple clips of uh, just some of his finishes and, and was looking through him, and the dude's fucking slick on the ground. He's he's really good, and you know his last fight, he submitted Joby San- Sanchez in the first round, and. Joby's not a like he's had a couple of UFC runs, not great. I think he's lost all of them, but he's a good fighter. Uh, he's not bad. I always thought he would do better uh, in the UFC, and he's a tough guy. Uh, and he armbarred him in a minute. The fight before that, he armbarred another guy in twenty seconds. Uh, LFA at times is better than you know, high level. LFA is almost better than super low level UFC at this point in some areas. And uh, Tim Elliott does stupid shit, man. Like he puts himself in danger, and when he's done that, he has got submitted. Uh, Elliot's been submitted, I think like four or five times now, and he can get submitted. He gives up his neck. He gives up his arm and he's not great. And, uh, Roy Val is younger. Tim Elliott's getting a little bit older. He's looked washed at times over the last couple of years. And that's this Roy Val is also at factory X. There's a bunch of factory X guys, I think on this card. Uh, and his nickname is raw dog. Oh Ooh. shit. I yeah. mean, that's not bad. So, I will be playing uh, Roy Val here. I haven't decided if I'm going to play him straight or uh, or take the inside. I might split it. It's plus. I think it was like plus two eighty inside the distance. And despite being a flyweight, this guy is a finisher. Um, in his ten wins, he only has one decision. If that kind of shows you how nasty he is from a 
a flyweight perspective to have a 90% finish rate is, is pretty wild. So I like Roy Val a, a good bit in this fight. So I'll be, I'll be betting on it. All right. So now we move to the light heavyweight division as we have Jamal Hill versus Kildzen. 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 No, the, the clit isn't real, Lance. Come on. I can't find it. Sean? <laughs> it's in Sean's beard. There it is. It's hidden in there. Nesting. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Hill looked looked pretty good in his uh in his first official UFC fight against Stosic. Uh I mean I don't think Stosic is that good, but he, uh, he's tough, he threw though. a ton of, he's tough. He's tough. He can take an ass whooping, so he's he's definitely gonna stay in there, so he'll test to make sure that you don't Eastern just block. test yourself out. <laughs> um but he he definitely can give up the takedown, which is uh a little bit scary. He he's he's not great on the ground and and Abreu is not some unreal takedown artist, but he's he's got a couple takedowns in his fights uh, against Gazmatov and against Sam Elvey. So I, I would be worried about that. Um, it is a close fight. I'll probably pick uh, Jamal Hill. I think he's the younger, better guy. But yeah, got to worry about those takedowns. Bradley. I have Hill, two, literally... Hill is two that? years older than Abreu. Is he? Wow. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> You know, fact guy. I'm turning into a fact guy. Yeah, yeah. research, Wikipedia. tape study, facts. Do you have the uh, the Wikipedia page open or Tapology? Sure dog. Sure oh, dog. sure dog. That yeah. still exists. Yeah, I, I use that. sure dog. Yeah, I, I use sure dog too. I hate yeah. the Tapology. I, I don't even. I don't. I don't know what that is. It doesn't bother me. I just like. I don't. I don't like the layout anymore. Um. Anyways, I've never seen Jamal Hill fight. So, I and the other guy I saw him beat. Sam Alvey, and I, I don't remember either of his other fights. So I think he was on one of the, the tough Brazils or something, wasn't he? A break? I, yeah. I don't think so. No? See, that's how little I know. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk about this fight. I have not seen tough Brazil, but I did hear it happened. True. Same. That's, that's, that's True. why I'm questioning. I, like, I think he was on there, but apparently not. I'll trust Sean here. Hmm. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, so... Me. Um, Abreu has not looked very good in the UFC fights he's been in. He's lost two of his first three, and uh, I know the line's decently close in this, but Hill Hill looks talented. He looks like a fun, athletic, big heavyweight. You know, he's he's six four, so he's pretty big for light heavyweight. He's he's not fat. He's got muscle on him. He looked pretty athletic. Um, he, his He's, you can tell he's raw, especially on the ground and with his wrestling, but his, his hands look good. His cardio looked good in that fight. Uh, and, and I, I like Hill. Uh, I think he wins this fight. I think he, I think he does get taken down, but I think he gets up and I think he, uh, batters him. I think he lasts longer. His cardio looked good in his last fight. And I do like Hill in this one, uh, depending on, I haven't looked where the line's currently at. What was it like minus 120, minus 130? So I'll probably end up, end up betting Hill. So yeah, I do like, I do like Hill on this one. All right, so now we move. I, I don't know who this guy. And <laughs> that's that, we, that might be a common thing here. We go to the welterweight division as we have Gay Gabe Green versus Daniel Rodriguez. Kind New of a show. bummer. We we, we almost saw no. Kevin Holland fight. Oh, you know. I was gonna bet Holland too for sure. Of course you were. That's my man. You love that dude. Dude, 
Dude, he wanted you guys were giving me shit last show. He won in like eight seconds. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. I uh, luckily I didn't, didn't lose any money, but yeah, that I was, think my, uh, I think I said fight IQ doesn't matter when you're fighting a fat piece of shit. Yeah, I think is he, what I said. And he was fluffy, so I mean, <laughs> sometimes that's um, how you break down fights. <laughs> I think I was more on your side on that one than uh... <laughs> it was New Sean and Wes. I think it's fair, totally, totally uh, fair. Um. Yeah, I have no idea. I've I've never seen Gabriel Green fight. Uh, I didn't do any tape study. Uh, what for this card, bro? Um, you don't tape study. I know it's pretty weak sauce. Um, Daniel Rodriguez. That was a fun fight in that against Tim Means. It, it definitely had that, that feeling awesome. of. It definitely had the feeling where Tim Means was fighting a nobody, and it was a no win situation. And of course, he was gonna you know piss away a. Something that he he definitely should have won. So uh, hopefully it's a fun fight. I'll I'll pick Rodriguez because yeah, don't know who Gabriel Green is. I'll say this: um, in that Tim Means fight, this Rodriguez's kid hands looked fucking good, clean. Yeah, like he was beating. I I remember I bet on Tim Means because I was like, who the fuck is this? Me too. Daniel <laughs> Daniel Rodriguez guy or whatever. And my man had some hands like. Like that fight should have ended like earlier. Like he was beating the piss and shit out of him, and they were like big, hard shots. Like I remember being outrageously impressed with that kid in his debut. But anyway, Brad. Yeah, I actually watched that. That was the uh, the Corey Anderson yawn card, right? With uh, I yeah. think yeah, it was. sounds right. Yep. Yeah, because there haven't been a lot of cards that I watched, but for some reason I watched that one. Um, so I saw him in his debut, and it was actually quite impressive. Uh, I, I think Tim Means is becoming an easier and easier guy to look impressive against, but that's kind of beside the point because he's it's still for a, a guy coming into the UFC not not an easy fight. So definitely a good win there. But Lance, I think you might be disrespecting MMA's Triple G, and that's gifted. Gabriel Green. <laughs> um, I've never seen this guy fight. So Rodriguez has fought in the UFC and looked good. And this guy hasn't even beaten anybody that I've ever paid attention to. So no. I feel like it's going to go to Rodriguez. I think that's, I how, like, you, sure, I think that's how you uh, wiki cap a fight. There. That's it. That's how you kill it. Uh, I, I might be talking myself into a bet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit about this dude. But Rodriguez looks pretty. Look pretty good. I, I don't know. What, what's the line at? Was it like it's minus three hundred? Yeah, juicy. I see well, uh, three hundred five out there. Minus three sixty at dimes. I mean, I trust him more than than Roberts, right? I mean, if you off, even yeah. him inside the distance is minus 155. For Rodriguez Robert, or Robert? Yeah. shit away against yeah, worse fighters. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll end up betting Rodriguez instead of Roberts in this parlay. Who knows? I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but I do like Rodriguez enough here without knowing shit about this guy. I mean, short notice fight against a guy that has some pretty good hands and from we can tell pretty good jujitsu. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pick Robert. I'll pick Rodriguez here, and not sure. Uh, and then we move on to uh, it could be a main event in today's <laughs> UFC. Uh, it's a big fight. Damon Martin told me that big fight to be main events. Well, uh, it doesn't get any more pro- high profile than this. And then she's coming off a title shot, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And she almost won. You a got second. smashed. Second. <laughs> Very she badly. Almost, she almost won a second. But um, she didn't get smashed as badly as Jessica I. So therefore mm. she's above her and should get a main event slot. Yeah. She's Ooh. not as they're both pretty cringeworthy, but Jessica I definitely is more cringeworthy. But we yeah. have in the women's flyweight division Caitlin Mugagian versus Shevchenko's little sister. I don't know what she looks like. Is she as ugly as her sister? They're they're not. Uh, Isn't blood she's actually sisters. the older? She's older, but she's older. Yeah. How old is she? She's like thirty five. They're stepsisters. I'm pretty what? sure. They're Are not you even. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, Shevchenko's thirty five, like the, the older one. I'm pretty sure they're stepsisters, so they're not even like. Does that mean this one might actually have the ability to possibly dance? Oh God! <laughs> don't even bring that up. <laughs> this one looks like she's pretty good at kickboxing, which doesn't really help you versus Mukagian's Division One wrestling. Oh, in her yeah. mind, Division One wrestler? No, I made all that up. She's never wrestled a day in her life, and it's quite no. obvious by watching yeah. her fight. No. She's like, she's, she's like terrible. the hop, 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 hop. She's yeah, that. That, her, that right? could be eleven women in any of these divisions. She's one of them. <laughs> so bad. She, she likes to get on top of people, lay there, and not throw any punches. Like she does, a, she does a good job. All right, new Sean. Yeah, you know it's the pandemic when I got uh, some money on the Mook again. Um, I, I had to take her in this matchup. Sean, I think you might have a problem, man. I, uh, it's fair. I mean, usually I, I will bet like the elite uh, women's fights and then just trash can fights for overs, but those are getting a little too pricey. So uh, I had to find a bet on this card, uh, and it landed on Mook again. I, I was surprised she's an underdog. I don't think she, uh, this Shevchenko is uh, that good. She's pe- she's beat really trash fighters in the UFC. Uh, when she's taking you down, you should just give up from MMA because she she doesn't really have good wrestling. I think Mugigan can make it uh, a, a kind of a dirty fight, clenching, very boring, and win a decision. So I took her for two units at plus 117. Brad, Probably still will not watch this fight, even with money on it. And what is a high bar? Is Mukagian the most boring fighter in women's MMA? Ooh. Right? Yeah, probably. I think so. Because like the- even even Lauren Murphy gets beaten up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like more than this girl gets beaten up because she just does her like bounce around the cage like it's a really bad Clay Guida impression. Yeah. Uh, without the wrestling or like Clay Guida getting beaten up, which was what made him fun. Yeah, this is bad. I mean, <laughs> women's MMA is so bad. And then <laughs> Bukagian is the most boring of the boring fighters. It's kind of like the reverse of like the toughest guy in the group of tough guys. She's the boringest of the boring. Yes. So before, before getting smashed by Shevchenko, the last time she was in a fight that ended before a decision was March 2016. And she got a long time. That's she nine fights she's been in, nine straight that's, decisions, and then gets hey, crushed that's by a, Shevchenko. That's a title contender you're talking about there. That's bro. right. That Shevchenko, I heard, is one of the pound for pound best in the world. This is also true. Yeah, because she beat Mukagian. She beat Jessica I. Who oh. else did she beat? Is that the uh, greatest? Is, is she on? Is she currently on the greatest title run of all time? Shevchenko. <laughs> yeah. I can't think it's of a better there. one. It's it's pretty elite. 
Let me let me pull this bad boy up. So her title run has consisted of Jessica I, Liz Carmouche, and Mukagian. Yes. That is oh my god. That's 125 pounds so, of, of punishment. Oh, she she beat JJ. Come on, that was for her title. That was to win the title. Her defense. She's defended her about three times versus I, Carmouche, and Mukagian. Think yeah. of that. That has to be the three worst title defenses in the history of MMA, boxing, um, any sport where there's title holders. That's the three worst consecutive defenses. On the plus side, she only made you watch more than like 12 minutes once in that, in those three fights. Yeah, but one time she fought Liz Carmouche for 25 minutes and then people still called her one of the best ever. Uh, Brad. Liz Carmouche with the, that would be one of the worst performances for like your first time fighting for a belt in history. She literally she, she did cut. nothing. Liz, Liz fought she got for cut. The, yeah. She fought for the, fe- she, the Bantamweight title against Ronda. First was ever. Was that for the belt? That was first ever UFC. I didn't know that was for the belt. I thought that was before she got the belt. No, Dude, it was for the belt. So Liz Carmouche earned a title shot versus one of the pound for pound greats when she was 38 years old, coming off a win over Lucy Pudalova. That's not even a real person. And that's how she earned that title shot. And we have this weight class. Tell Shevchenko to pick another weight class again and then go away. Let's just, just, yeah. Yep. I can't even. I, I'm so outraged. That this fight is buried on the prelims, <laughs> that I'm not even going to break it down. <laughs> it should be the main event because it's a bigger fight than Woodley. Woodley had his shot. Yep. Shevchenko's older sister hasn't had her time shy. to shine. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say other than I think Mukagian is a dog because people are confused that there's two Shevchenkos. Ooh, yep. Possible? That's a- Actually, Definitely. quite possible. Yeah, People are possible. really stupid. Think of the average IQ of an MMA fan. It is quite low. It's quite and low. And half of them are dumber than that. I try to talk slower sometimes in the podcast, uh, just because I know the audience that I'm dealing with. No offense, no offense, <laughs> but I try to I try to tone it down. I speak a little slower. I I'm from the Northeast, so sometimes you know, I talk a little too fast. So I'm trying to <laughs> slow it down for you guys. Um, but I do like Mugagi in here. I, I think she actually just takes her down and then lays on her. Little bit of hump of the thigh, uh, little bit of grunt. Um, maybe she'll get into like a uh, full mount and then purposely transition into half guard just to make sure she doesn't get bucked off. We don't want to see any excitement. So she's going to work really hard, take three minutes to get into mount. And then as soon as she gets in the mount, she's going to move herself into half guard just to make sure she can maintain top position without getting bucked off or, or swept or anything. So I'm going to take that's going to happen all three rounds. That exact beautiful. Playoff. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Is there anyone you'd ever think of that would get away from Mount to get in the half guard more than Mugagian? She's winning a lot of awards tonight. I mean, she, hats beats, off. she beats John Fitch in that category. That's <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So bad. All right, we move up to the main card, which you would not be able to tell by the fight that I'm about to break down. In the women's strawweight division, we have Mackenzie Dern versus Hannah Cyphers. And I didn't know who this was. Um, until I went to that Raleigh fight. And this is the story I told a few weeks ago 
where her like next door neighbor or haircut or something was sitting right in front of me. And I watched Angela Hill not only take the life out of Hannah Seifers, but also this poor old lady sitting in front of me. Um, and it was for a women's fight. It was a, it was a, it was a beatdown. I don't mind Angela Hill. I don't hate all women's, women's fights and fighters. Angela Hill somehow makes, you know, decent fights. Anyway, I watched the wife just drain out of this lady at the same time this bitch was getting her head elbowed in. Um, and if you get your head elbowed in on the ground by Angela Hill, I don't know what to tell you. New Sean? <laughs> yeah, Cyphers is bad. I don't know how good Mackenzie Dern is. Especially, I don't know if she should be a minus 440 favorite. Um, she Kitties. has terrible takedowns. She has those two. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's a mom, which mom quit. I know what that usually means. You can't bet on this um, fight, right? You cannot bet on this fight. You have a terrible no, fighter versus a new I'm mom. actually going to probably pick Cyphers <laughs> and Doubtmaster just because I would. Mom That's quit? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's real, man. It's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we know how this goes down, so I'll, yeah. I'll pick Cyphers, but McDern probably gets to, to the floor at some point and, and grabs a sub. Probably. Bradley? What's up? Yeah, when I, when I first looked at this number, I was like, oh, man. I have to fade Mackenzie Dern, don't I? I? I just have to fade her on principle when her opponent is plus 350. And then I I looked up the record and I remembered some of the fights that I'd seen. And, like, I, I can't even fade it. Uh-oh, Sean disappeared. We're screwed. Is he dead? Um, no, I, th- I think he'll be back. There he is. Oh, he's back. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even fade it. So uh, I'm just going to pass on this and... Like this, I might just go for an extra long dog walk, like mm. starting with the last prelim and then going into the first fight of the main card. Cause I don't want to listen to like the 20 minutes of talking about fights I don't care about either before they Brad, actually start fighting. You're yeah. going to take like an hour and fucking 20 minute dog walk. You know this, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Dogs <laughs> will be exhausted by the time I get back. They'll go to bed. I can just watch the fights. Dude, I mean, I just... Rod- Rodriguez is probably going to get a finish, and then so there's going to be a big yeah. gap there, and then Mukigan's going to decision, and then this one's terrible as well. So, dude, I Maybe just noticed we're going back to back. Barbecue, back to back. There you go. We're going back to back. Mukagian and Cyphers. That is elite. That's the, only the word thing, that comes to mind. The only thing that could have made this worse if they would have put the Sakai Ivanov fight right after this, and it went fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> just just people having mid mid card naps for a good fucking hour and a half. It's just so crazy we have women's MMA. Even the top <laughs> people suck. Like I'd I'd give it I'd ten read, more years, Lance. Come on. Like we got Mugagian and Shevchenko. Mugagian just fought for the belt. I'd rather watch Chris Gutierrez, Vince Morales, and we literally can barely remember who they are. I know. And I would rather watch them fight two times in a row. <laughs> The exact same fight. A replay. replay it. A replay it. Of the fight. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something to do. While the Mukagian fight and this fight take place, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the Gutierrez Morales fight three times. Brad, we have a good idea. So you know how we were talking about um we couldn't remember who Morales and Gutierrez were earlier, even though we've seen them fight three times? Yes. So yeah. during the Mukagian fight and during the uh Dern fight. We're actually just going to watch the Morales Gutierrez fight three times. <laughs> so 
That way, we'll never forget them again. I think it's a good idea. You know what the best part of that idea is? <laughs> You're absolutely going to forget both of them again. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> that night, if someone goes, hey, who won the Gutierrez Morales fight? I'll be like, who? Who are they? <laughs> that Leon Edwards? Like, who is that? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Oh, God. Um, all right. Uh, I'll pick Dern by sub. I mean, you can't bet this fight. You can't. It's a horrible fighter and then a fighter who's never really been very good that always has big numbers who just had a kid. It is. Pass. <laughs> um, hard pass. Hard pass. All right. Next, uh, which I think is actually a pretty fun fight. I hope some crazy shit happens. Uh, in the lightweight division, uh, Roosevelt Roberts versus Brock Weaver. And Brock Weaver's uh, a nut job. He's fucking a lunatic. You, Sean? Yeah, we were – I mean, I didn't think his fight on Contender Series was that great. I think what we more cared about was how Speech. we talked after the fight. <laughs> uh, definitely was, was better than his fighting abilities, and uh, we, we kind of saw that in his first UFC fight. Uh, he obviously got the DQ win, but he wasn't looking good ver- early on there and, and definitely found his way out with a, with a W. <laughs> Roberts has, has been a pretty good fighter coming from uh, the Contender Series as well. Um, that Vink Pickle loss is 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 rough for me to forget because <laughs> I, <laughs> I I'm not a fan of that guy, uh, and, and that wasn't a very good uh, very good performance on on his part. So what's uh, he up to? He's he's winning, man. That's what he does. Is he still he's fighting? Any Pickle made me some money back in the day, man. Dude, I've been on him a lot. Yeah, he went in a run. He he won four straight fights. Oh, his yeah. last fight was against Robert. He hasn't fought yeah. since. June I bet him year. on that. I remember betting him on that fight. Smart I bet man. him a lot. I, I bet him a lot, including the uh, the Roostim Hobby Law fight. The funny thing against your I, about I your boy Vince I Pickle. Bet him was against uh, Gregor. Gregor, yeah, no one yeah. did. The, you know what's funny? He's only lost in his career. That Hobby Law fight and the Gregor fight. He's won every other fight he's ever fought. Yeah, he just never he fights. Just a lot. Huh? He was just injured a lot. Like, yeah. he actually yeah. could have been a pretty decent fighter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he beats some, no, no one, no world beaters, but yeah. Yeah, he took three, he took three years off. Like, yeah. right, you know, in his prime. I don't have very high, uh, thoughts on, on old Vink Pickle. Maybe I'm, uh, understating him a bit, but. Uh, I'll, I'll pick Roberts. He's he's the better better fighter, but yeah, no way I'm laying minus three fifty on him. Bradley, yeah, same thing goes for me. I I think that Roberts probably finds a way to pull out a win. Either you know one of those sort of weird lanky submissions that he gets uh, with the front headlock, or just decision. Uh, but I, I can't bet him at this number, so nothing big for me here. Yeah, I I was originally thinking of taking Roberts because I wanted to parlay on this card because <laughs> it's quarantine and I want to bet more things. Um, but he's he's not great, and Weaver does. I'm trying to look up and see what Roberts' sub is. Just curious. Two seventy five. That's, That's terrible. not bad for a minus four hundred favorite that should win. And he yep. should sub him if he wins. So. Um, if anything, I might, I might take a stab at that, but probably not. I mean, I, I like Brock Weaver. And I think this is a fight I'm just gonna, you know, th- I thought about betting Roberts. Maybe I'll pass and root for Weaver. 
Um, and I like Brock Weaver. He's, he's funny and he's, he's an interesting dude to watch. And I hate that he took the out after being all Billy badass on tough contender. Uh, but you know, you gotta, you gotta eat that W like Jameis. <laughs> you gonna eat the W? You gonna yeah. eat it? Best backup quarterback in history. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pass here and I'm gonna pick Roberts. Uh, next we move to the, uh, catch weight division. Ooh. 150 pounds. Cause my dude, Spike Carlisle. Remember this dude, Brad? The he was fucking the fucking Jack that, Ginger. Yeah. He was the one I had never he heard the, of. Uh, the acid drop. Like he's one of the Dudley boys, right? Spike. He's Alpha Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember we were breaking this fight down on the podcast, um, earlier this year and I had never heard of him. And then I looked up his, uh, his picture and he's just fucking this big massive dude and his nickname is Alpha Ginger and his camp is International Self Defense and I was like I'm betting this guy I'm fucking betting him and I, and I, I bet him against some random dude and he just cleaned this dude out in a minute just Alpha Gingered him <laughs> like this is this dude's good but Billy Quarantio is fucking good so we'll see new Sean yeah that that. Uh, performance by Spike Carlisle came out of nowhere. He was like, he closed so to plus good. 170. He just ran through that dude. I think there was some back of the head shots that, uh, yeah, let him seven. get away with. Yeah. Well, uh, you're not cheating. You're not trying. That's, that's MMA. You got to take your, your nut punch, your, your, your <laughs> groin kick, your eye gouge, mm-hmm. all of them. You got to, you got to use it because they don't, uh, they're not going to get fined for, uh, you know, given a point for anything like that. So. Both the, both these guys absolutely smashed both their fighter or both their guys they fought uh in their in their UFC career. Um I think I trust Quarantio uh a bit more, but I uh I guess I underestimated the uh the absolute brick shit house ginger last time. <laughs> so, so big. Maybe maybe he'll shock me again. Uh I was eyeing up fight doesn't go to decision. Uh it when it opened, I believe it was like minus one ten. Uh, I missed that and now it's, uh, a lot higher than that. So I'll probably be passing, but, uh, the pick is Quarantillo. I think he's the, the better fighter. Brad, are you a big, uh, Billy Quarantillo fan? I love Billy Quarantino. Yeah. He stays inside. He trains. He's dedicated. <laughs> you know, he is. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, I, I don't know a lot about these guys. I've seen clips of them from the UFC, but I haven't seen a lot of their fights. Um, yeah, just remember that uh, Billy was on, on Tough one season, and he, he lost to uh, he won his first fight, and then he lost to a British guy that I thought was way bigger than 145 pounds, but I, I could be wrong there, so uh, I know more of him, uh, but the uh, the spike guy that you're talking about, he sounds in. I feel like I'm going to come out of this fight actually liking somebody. Yeah. yeah, I don't know which one, and I don't know enough to bet it. I mean, this is a this is a fun fight. I uh, I like this fight. You got this fucking jacked up, juiced up ginger <clears throat> just hitting dudes in the back of the head <laughs> versus uh, extremely good grappler and. Now, I have watched a little bit of uh, Billy Quarantillo, and he's vicious on the ground. Like, he, not even just in his debut, if you watch some of his stuff, like, he's a mean son of a bitch on top. He's got okay wrestling. His grappling's great. 
keeps position, throws a lot of ground and pound. Um, he's he's definitely a, a ground guy, but it's not it's not just subs. Like he likes to he likes to throw hammers on people, and he's he's solid. Like he's he's a good prospect, and this is an interesting fight. And I think I think my boy Alpha Ginger was just fighting a complete douche, you know, not garage trained fighter <laughs> last fight, and, and I think he came out just. Who knows? He might have even lost that fight if he didn't catch him early. And I think Quarantillo is good, and I think he's going to completely ragdoll him here. I think he, t- I think he's got to survive about two or three minutes. I mean, I can't under, I, I can't overstate how jacked Alpha Ginger is. <laughs> like when he, when he got in that cage, I thought he was built in a laboratory. Like he made, what's that guy that fought a couple weeks ago? That's all fucking short and jacked up. That just knocked out uh, Hernandez. Dober. Yeah, he makes Dober look like a little tiny atom weight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like, if they stood next to each other, you would think Dober was like a preschooler. Uh, this dude is fucking jacked up. But I, I think, you know, all that muscle goes quick. I think Quarantillo uh, gets a quick takedown, tires him out, beats him up, gets a finish on the ground. So I do like Billy Quarantillo here. I'll more than likely have him in a parlay with, uh, who did I say? Uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. All right, uh, next up is a fight that I definitely will not be betting as we have in the heavyweight division, Blagoy Ivanov, which I cannot believe he is still fighting. I swear he died nine years ago versus Augustus Sakai, who might be the most fat, out-of-shape heavyweight fighter ever, and that is impressive. New Sean? Yeah, this is an ugly one. So uh, bad. Oh, my God, Ivanov's only 33. Yeah, but his body is 58. <laughs> I thought he was 63. I mean, when you're put on life support from getting almost stabbed to death, that kind of ages you pretty, pretty badly. It does. <laughs> he's, he's the one that got stabbed a shit ton of times, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 He's, he's fought everyone. Everyone. Like, he's fought good guys. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I remember him in Bellator. Yeah. He, uh, did he, was he ever the champ or did he, he was lose the, the he, title? He was, uh, he wasn't the champ. Uh, in Bellator, but he was the champ for a while, like a long time in World Series. But didn't he fight for the Volkov for the belt? Yeah, he lost. I think that yeah. was a a tournament. I don't oh, think that was okay. the belt. Because oh, yeah. like Minikov had the belt in Bellator for oh, for forever. Year, yeah, and he never defended it or fought at all. Okay, so yeah. uh, he defended the belt four times in World Series. He beat he, Sean he, Jordan, Josh Copeland. Do you, do you think he'll unblock me now that we talked about Bellator for six seconds? No, no chance. No, nope. own your ass. We also shouldn't talk about Bellator. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah, that's that's a waste of time. Yeah, I, I this is a toss up fight. I think even off is the, the obviously uh, more durable fighter. That dude is almost impossible to finish. So I think he'll be able to to grit through this fight and get through it. But whether he throws enough to to win rounds is a kind of a different story. He doesn't throw much. Sakai throws a decent amount. I, I'll i pick even off. He's fought the better guys, but no clue. Uh, this is a coin flip fight. Brad, um, how surprised are you that Bellator hasn't said a single word during this quarantine or even thought about putting on a card when nothing else was going on? And then they're probably going to wait to put their first card on when Conor McGregor comes back. <laughs> Um, Brad, thoughts? <laughs> Bellator is still a thing. Apparently, yes. I think they are. Um, They're going to be on Showtime soon. I can only name at this point. I would say oh, yeah. ten Bellator fighters. 
Yeah. I'm just going to like name retired dudes and I assume they fight for Bellator. Fight. Mm-hmm. No. Eddie um, Alvarez <laughs> fight for Bellator. He's the champ. No, he's fighting for dream. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, it, it's weird though. Cause like both of these guys, I know more as like Bellator or outside the UFC guys than, than in yeah. the UFC. And Ivanov was way higher in, in my regard than Sakai during that entire time. And I don't see really any reason that that's changed. Like Sakai's never been good. He's never been entertaining. I think he landed one punch in his career and it was in his last fight. And that somehow made him an even money or a little bit of a favorite against Ivanov, who's a, a super tough guy to finish. So I think Ivanov wins this fight. And honestly, every heavyweight fight I go into looking to bet fatty's going to fatty. And I, I just couldn't hear, but wow, this I seems like an like, obvious one. Do you know I what the price is? Like I'm going to, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to bet Ivanov. Cause I, I think he's going to pull out the decision. Wow. And you're betting on this fight. That's surprising that you're betting on this. I mean, Sean's betting on Mukagi and and, and so is Lance. Me too. I'm betting on everything. Fuck it, it's quarantine, baby. Pandemic, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Got to eat the dubs. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely more on Brad's side of things. Uh, Sakai's body. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's he's not like Roy Nelson, like pregnant fat, but there's something going on here. It's almost like. He had like a big gut and they just pushed it in and then it folded over. So just this big flap of skin. The Maybe Rico. He had that surgery. He's got the Rico going on. The Rico Rodriguez mm. <laughs> back in the day. What's that surgery that Rex Ryan had? Gastric bypass. It's like he had a botched <laughs> gastric bypass and yeah. there's just fucking skin just everywhere. That's yeah. what Sakai looks like. Ivanov has a knife sticking out of his rib. <laughs> um, this is a very interesting fight. Um, this is not, you know, we've been talking about bad stuff. Like, I'm sorry, this is not a co-main event. It, it, it's really not. And I, I just don't know how we're not able to find better fights during this than this card we just broke down. It's it's pretty depressing to me. I I, I can't figure it out. Uh, it's mind boggling. Maybe guys don't want to fight. I don't. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I, I like I like Ivanov uh, here. I, I don't. I don't think this is something that I can bet. I mean, Ivanov isn't good. He's known more for toughness more than being a good fighter. At the same time, like, he doesn't really get blown away very often. Like, you know, even in that junior fight, like, he was, he wasn't winning, but he was there and he wasn't getting blown away. He was right there. He was moving forward and he gave, he gave junior a good bit to handle and then, you know, wins a couple fights and that Derek Lewis fight was, pretty close but if you're not right in the top five you just ain't beating Derek Lewis <laughs> everyone knows that so uh, I'll take Ivanov here uh, and then we go to the main event uh, which tremendous tremendous fight it's like we're putting on boxing cards now but in the welterweight division we have former UFC champion and current rap superstar Tyron Woodley taking on Gilbert Burns new Sean yeah um I think there's only one way you can bet this fight. Um, even even if 
I end up, even if Gilbert Burns ends up getting flatlined, then I, I still don't know how sharp a bet it is on Woodley. The, the price isn't that high, but this dude never fights and is always injured and always has lots of shit going on in his life, whether he's, it's his rap career or women or whatever the fuck's going on. He, he's, Woodley is, is anywhere but fighting. He, uh, he fought once in 2018, once in 2019. And he looked fucking horrible against Usman. Um, Usman just did what he wanted in that fight, and it was boring as fuck. And Woodley was just, I don't know, collecting a paycheck. Um, I don't know what this fight does for Woodley. He's he's ranked... Is he number one still at, at Welter? Yeah, he's number one at Welterweight. Gilbert Burns is six. Like, this doesn't really do anything other than keep him busy. Um this fight is in a 25 foot cage, so he likes to back up and he's able to create a lot more space in, in the big octagon and be able to pick his shots. I think Burns is going to be on him in this fight. Burns probably isn't going to be able to take him down. I mean, the only person really anytime lately that's been able to take him down is Usman. I, I mean, Maya's not a great takedown artist, so that's Maya a is bit a fantastic takedown artist. He is, but. The way that you can defend him if you're shot. that, yes, that's, and then he only has certain time to get that takedown or else it's, it's pretty bad. It gets sloppy. Uh, like I said, I don't think Burns will probably get it. We'll get a takedown, but even him going for one will, will kind of gas out Woodley and then he gets tired and sleepy and, and doesn't throw any strikes. So I think that's it just come as long as Burns comes forward and, and is able to put it on him. I think he can can win a decision here just on activity. Um, could Woodley spark him? Sure, it could happen. I mean, he he landed on Thompson, but that was a for the most part a fifty minute staring contest. Even though some people really like the first fight, um, I I bet Gilbert Burns two units plus one fifty three. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but. Against the guy that's 38 and never fights and is injured quite a bit, I think you got to take a shot. Brad? Yeah, absolutely. I think Sean's right on the money here. Uh, Tyron Woodley does not like to do things in fights. And anytime he has to do things, he does them in very short bursts, and they're either incredibly effective or he gets tired. Those are the two ways that Tyron Woodley fights goes. So Gilbert Burns, a guy who has been pretty durable throughout his career. Um, I, I know that he's got a couple losses on his record. I know Dan Hooker knocked, knocked him out, but like, I, I just see he's going to come forward. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to make Tyron Woodley do things. And Tyron Woodley's 38, big layoff, hasn't been effective and really damaging in a long time. Um, and, I just think that Burns is going to be able to handle handle whatever he throws early, and then he's going to wear him down. And I don't know how the fight's going to go after that, if he's just going to beat him up on the feet or if he's going to take him down and submit him or anything like that. I, I think it probably stays on the feet because uh, Burns seems pretty com- comfortable there and, and likes to do some work there. But I think this is going to be Gilbert Burns. Um, obviously, that risk of a Woodley KO, as Sean said, is there, but... I have to bet Burns here at this price. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in agreement, and this is going to be the uh, consensus bet of the night. Uh, we're all on Burns here, and 
I think, you know, you guys already called out uh, a lot of this stuff, but this is a 38-year-old guy coming off just a brutal beatdown after a a long title reign. Like, he held that belt for, for a long time. He didn't win or fight a lot, but he <laughs> actively possessed the belt. Like, he held it, like, personally. Um, and, you know, as you guys know, I'm, I, I don't really bet against NCAA All-American wrestlers versus guys who don't wrestle. But I don't think, A, Woodley's going to use his wrestling here, and I don't think he would be wise to use his wrestling here against someone like Gilbert Burns. And I, I think the thing with, with Woodley here is is the size advantage, right? Like, Gilbert Burns is a, is a natural 155-pounder, and Woodley is a massive 170-pounder. So I think size will be the biggest obstacle here, but what comes with that, and I think this fight does does stay on the feet, pretty much the whole time unless Woodley gets super tired or sloppy and tries to take it down or something. But I think the speed advantage here is going to be with, with Burns in the feet. And I think Woodley throws a quick punch and, you know, he's really fast to get into that one punch and get into that one counter. But if he's, he doesn't lead the dance and, and he doesn't do that. And I think as he gets older, he's getting slower and I just don't think he's going to be able to catch Burns in the feet. And I just don't see Woodley winning a decision here without using his wrestling. So I think Burns is going to be all over him. I think he's going to be the more active fighter. I think he's going to land more. Um, I, I don't know if this hits the ground. If it does, that's Burns' world. So I really like Burns here. And I think, you know, kind of looking forward, I, I always like to look at exciting title fights, and especially with dominant champs. I know Usman hasn't fought a lot, but I think we can still classify him as a pretty dominant champ after beating some some good guys. Gilbert Burns is a very interesting guy to fight. Uh, Kamaru Usman because of that jiu-jitsu background because uh, Usman gets his fights to the ground and you know sitting in Gilbert Burns guard uh, for a while sounds sounds kind of interesting so uh, I do like Burns here so it'll be definitely be a play all right well that does it without Jay we can really get through a show pretty quickly <laughs> well it helped that there was a uh... Some interesting matchups on this card. I thought we broke it down very professionally and effectively. Yeah, appropriately. Mukagian, mm, my girl. Yeah. You got to be pumped about. Like, I know next week's card is is not great, but it only has one women's fight on it. Oh, two fifty. Yeah, two fifty is good. Two fifty is good. I, I like two fifty. Um, the card's really good. Now, I don't care about the main event, but there's worse things to watch than Amanda Nunez start, like just fucking starching people and killing them. Uh, yeah. I, I actually don't, I like watching her fight. I just, when I dish out, you know, $65, I expect to watch a fight I give a shit about. And that's just not going to come to fruition here. It might be your first problem there, Lance. Oh, rich people don't steal pay-per-views. We just that's, yeah, they just it. steal in other ways. Yeah, from poor people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You steal from the poor and you give to the rich. Remember the Tom they're, Green they're show? They're not subtle about it, Sean. No, they did don't you, give a fuck. Did you guys ever watch... Uh, you guys are, are Canadian. Uh, did you guys ever watch the Tom Green show? I just saw, like, clips of it. It was It was a little bit before my time. So Tom Green was like right in my fucking wheelhouse. Like I, cause Tom Green was before like Chappelle show and all those like those newer like the comedies. And I used to love the fucking Tom. He used to do these funny pranks and he had the one that was like the pizza undercutters where he followed a pizza man to the door and then was like, I'll give you this pizza for 
you know, a dollar cheaper than Domino's and pulled out this tackle box of toppings. And one of my, uh, one of my favorite ones he did is he, he, he dressed up in a full scuba outfit and he went into a mall and he, you know, those, uh, the water things where you throw pennies and quarters in for wishes. He put full scuba gear in and jumps in this well and he's taking all the money. And they were like, what are you doing? And he was like, I am scuba man. I steal from the poor and I give to the rich. I'm going to the bank. <laughs> and he's like taking all this change. And you should go back awesome. and watch the Tom Green show. They had the one thing where it made huge, like national news because he did a fake marriage with Monica Lewinsky. Like a whole thing, like a whole, it was every newspaper picked it up. Even this entire fake marriage with Monica Lewinsky and they did a whole episode on it. And then he got his, then he got cancer. And he made hilarious skits about his own cancer ball and then cancer, made the, yeah. the ball song. Hey kids, feel your balls so you don't get cancer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good old Tom Green. Oh, this guy, is that like, like, is that mid or like early 2000s? Yeah, it was, I was, yeah, it was way before I was in college and before Chappelle. This, uh, Joe just said, my bum is on the gum. Yeah, he had the bum song too, which was <laughs> everywhere. Like everyone talked about that. Dude, Tom Green was a fucking shit. Like I bet, I bet it's still funny if you go back and watch it. Probably. Yeah. Can't, See, do, Canada. can't do shows like that anymore with like no, it's, it's skits also, like in public and stuff like that, right? It's 2020. That's true. Uh, I'm, I, this may need to be confirmed. But I think he was in the early '90s rap group, yep. Shit Rocks and Shenanigans, which was he incredible. Had, he had a movie too. It was the worst movie ever. What, Freddy got fingered. Freddy got fingered. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah. I, the, the only scene I, I've seen that movie a couple times, sadly enough. Uh, like I said, yeah, yeah. How Tom high Green, were you? <laughs> Tom Tom Green, right in my wheelhouse when I was growing up. <laughs> and all I remember is. Like there was a scene he was like, Well, why did Freddie get a LeBaron? I wanted a LeBaron. It's like this whole scene. It was a, I remember him playing the playing the piano or whatever and moving the sausages. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Yeah. yeah. Dude, the guy is <laughs> fucking Tom Green. And he married Drew Barrymore. Impressive, right? Famous actress, you know. Good stuff. He's he's still alive. Yep, he's kicking. That's tremendous. Good effort, Tom. Way to go. Dude, that guy was fucking. Do we top that, or is is that where we just call it quits for the night? I think that's a good way to end the show, that's talking good, about right? Canada's yeah. finest. Yeah. So, well, I uh, I had fun. Thank you very much. Um, thanks to everyone who was chatting along and and sending messages. So we really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week to recap this amazing fight card and. I think this fight's gonna, this card's gonna have some fun moments. So we get to cue the, uh, MMA nerds going, I told you guys this is a great card. You can't judge a book by its cover. Like, no, no, they were fun, but they still are shitty fights. Anyway, so we appreciate you back next week for USC 250. Um, thank you guys so much and have a good weekend.